Today, the highlights and lowlights of the third presidential debate and MTG files an impeachment resolution against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Also today, host of the Glenn Beck program. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. So he's really excited to talk more on my show. <laughs> I'm sure he can't wait. Can't, I can't talk enough. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, also joined by the beautiful Carol Roth, of course, the author of You Will Own Nothing and a fan favorite here at Blaze. So we're happy that you're actually here in person. Yes, it's always fantastic to actually be here in person and not be on a screen somewhere yeah. and try to coordinate the time. And yeah. That tomfoolery that we do. Should I, before we start, should I even bother asking you about the economy? <laughs> I mean, how much bad news are we covering here today, Sarah? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, the part. I feel like I should get a t-shirt that just says, don't shoot the messenger. Mm -hmm. Because every time I show up somewhere, I never have anything good to say. Right. And that's not my personality. Really, I just wanted to be a game show host. Somehow I got dragged into all of this. And they have no good news for us. Right. So I'm happy to tell you all kinds of things about the economy. Not many of them are going to make your <laughs> lovely smile perk up any more than it is already. Okay, so, you know what? Yeah. That's all I need to yeah. know. Okay. That's, that's all I need to hear about it. Um, okay, so I want to go through some of these um, clips from last night. Look, it's the third debate. It's on NBC News. Now, I will say we can get into NBC and one of the candidates, at least, who kind of attacked uh, NBC and mainstream media on their fake news. But I did find it fascinating that this debate, um, NBC News, you would think would be more insufferable than the Fox News debate. It actually was way less insufferable than the Fox News debate, um, mm -hmm. way better moderators, way better questions, I think. Um, there were no questions about, like, if, if you were on an island with all of these people, who would you vote off the island like Survivor? There wasn't that. That didn't get asked, actually, in this one. So that was at least refreshing. <laughs> uh, credit where credit is due. Um, so I want to play... Let me play first uh, clip number one. This is Ron DeSantis... Uh, answering the question. I think it is a valid question. There are a lot of these people on this stage who have either endorsed Trump, who have worked for Trump's administration, who have had Trump's endorsement, and they're like, Trump is running, so mm -hmm. why pick you if he was your guy and he's already running? Here was Ron DeSantis's answer to that. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing in Florida. 
uh, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we won a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll Thank get the Governor. job done, and as president, I will your, deliver your time for is you. Up. Let me turn to Ambassador Hillary. Um, I want to play one more clip here of Ron DeSantis. This is uh, clip number six, Ron DeSantis talking about, again, I mean, to his credit, he is the guy up there who can say, I have the track record of doing what I'm saying I'm going to do because I've already done it here in Florida. Uh, one of these is, of course, Israel. Um, so he, of course, helped facilitate the rescue of uh, Americans and, um, you know, taking these planes into Israel when it seemed like the American government was just kind of abandoning everyone. Mm -hmm. they, you know, speaking of track records, they seem to have, a, the Biden-Harris administration seems to have a track record of doing just that. And uh, so DeSantis was talking about, look, this is, this. there's a difference between saying things and putting things into action. I'm actually acting on all of these words, watch. I would be telling BB, finish the job once and for all with these butchers, Hamas. They're terrorists. They're massacring innocent people. They would wipe every Jew off the globe if they could. He cannot live with that threat right by his country. The Hamas should release every hostage and they should unconditionally surrender. I'm sick of hearing the media. I'm sick of hearing other people blame Israel just for defending itself. We will stand with Israel in word and in deed, in public and in private. And I can tell you, as governor, I actually did something about it. Biden's neglect has been atrocious. Uh, we had Floridians that were over there after the attack. He left them stranded. They couldn't get flights out. So I scrambled resources in Florida. I sent planes over to Israel, and I brought back over 700 people to safety. There could have been more hostages had we not acted. And I'll tell you this, I met the first plane load uh, when they came to Florida, and one of the mothers pointed to a six-year-old daughter, and she said, my daughter had been saying the last two nights, Mommy, I don't want to hear any more bombs, no more rockets. I just want to get back to Florida. So there's a difference between words and deeds. We acted and we saved lives. Thank you. Um, let me play one more clip here, and then I want to get your thoughts on Ron DeSantis. Uh, so let's play clip number 13. Ron DeSantis talking about, obviously, the, the issue of abortion is... Um, at play here because there are a lot of people who not just the midterms but also this last election um earlier this week God, it already feels like last week it already feels like last year actually no it was just earlier this week um you know you had ohio that passed the measure to enshrine abortion in the state constitution a lot of people are saying that republicans standing up for the pro-life cause is causing them to lose votes. And so Ron DeSantis was asked how he would handle the topic of abortion as president. Here was his response. Texas is not going to do it the same as New Hampshire. Iowa's not necessarily going to do it the same uh, as Virginia. So you got to work from the bottom up. Uh, you got to do a better job on these referenda. I think of all the stuff that's happened to the pro-life cause, uh, they have been caught flat-footed on these referenda, and they have been losing the referenda. A lot of the people who are voting for the referenda are Republicans who would vote for a Republican candidate. So you got to understand how to do that. But let's just be clear. The Democrats have taken a position they will not identify the point at which there should be any protection all the way up until birth. That is wrong, and we cannot stand for that. 
So I want to get your thoughts. I mean, to his point, and we've been saying this on the show, um, the Republicans have so have been so weak and ineffective at their messaging when it comes to the issue of abortion, so much so that in Ohio, the language that this measure used, it was just incomprehensible that if this was allowed to go on the ballot the way that it was, the way that it tied abortion up until the point of birth in with contraception and in with miscarriage, uh, you know, care and in with keeping your pregnancy as if any of those, like all of those things can just be conflated together. And yet there it was intentionally meant to, you know, misguide people, to have them misunderstand, to have them go, well, of course I want women to have contraception. I don't want to take away women's contraception. Of course I'm going to vote for this. And then now here you have abortion up until the point of birth enshrined in the uh, Ohio Constitution. So what are your thoughts, guys, on um, what Ron DeSantis uh, had to say there in those those clips in his performance for the night? Um, I thought he was really good. I, th I thought he won the debate last night. Um, as far as Republicans and the messaging, we all know they're incredibly weak on it. And, and they've allowed the Democrat Party to position them as extremists on this issue when it is the Democrats mm -hmm. who are extreme mm -hmm. and want no restrictions whatsoever on abortion, right up to and including when the baby is coming out the birth canal. And they never talk about that. They never try to pin down Democrats on well, okay, when is it not appropriate or okay to take the life of this child? Right. Can, you, can you kill the child on the day of birth? Get them to say yes, because that's their position on it. Mm -hmm. the, the Democrat Party, at least in everybody I know in office, at least, um, wants no restrictions whatsoever on abortion. They want it, they want it available right up to and including um, the time of birth. And so to be for conservatives and Republicans to be painted as the extremists, it's just it's pathetic messaging. Yeah, I think to Pat's point, um, there was a moment on The View, I think it was The View, when Hillary Clinton was running. And she was asked, um, what about a woman like her water has broke, has broken, she's about to go into delivery would you be in favor of abortion for that woman? And mm -hmm. she said, I, it's, it's up to the patient and her doctor. Right. Like she still would right. not give an it's up answer. To the mother. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. It's, it's a tough one. I'm probably not your best guest on this one um, because I'm a small government person. And right. I see how the government bastardizes everything. Mm -hmm. And so I like the work everybody's doing um, in the communities and trying to minimize us even having to talk about this. But I don't trust the government. So, you know, certainly don't agree with the morality of what you're talking about. But I also don't want the government making rules around it. Either. Right. But can we get back to DeSantis yeah, for a Yeah, get back to DeSantis. All right, so I have to say, first of all, this is a guy who's smart enough to know that the plural of referendum is referenda. <laughs> and he said that many times. I actually didn't even know that. that. I was that like, in, oh. That in and of itself was highly impressive. <laughs> I think I feel bad for Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is a get-it-done guy. Mm -hmm. But he's not a campaigner. Mm -hmm. And in America, we like people who are really good at campaigning. We want to be entertained. We want to have somebody who's going to give us good fodder for Twitter. And then we go, well, how come this person isn't doing X, Y, and Z? So he's somebody who probably is going to be an excellent president should he get that opportunity in terms mm -hmm. of his execution. 
but may not get the chance because people want to be entertained on the mm -hmm. campaign trail. We should have two different presidents. We should have the one that goes <laughs> out and does the speeches and does the entertaining, and then we should have the one that does all of the work, kind of like in every corporation, right? Yeah. There's one person who's like the face who does nothing, and then there's a person who actually nobody knows about who gets the work done done. So that's my proposal. We just break it up like it. and we let him do the things and we let somebody else talk about it. I we like have that it. now with Biden and Obama. Exactly. Just in the wrong direction. Yeah, right? I, yeah, like Biden is, he is entertaining, but for all the yeah, wrong all reasons. The wrong reasons. reasons. Yeah. We don't want him to be entertaining, no. but yeah. he is. That's a great point. Um, yeah, I know it is, it is it is frustrating to watch DeSantis get trashed so much. Uh, you know, people want to call him a rhino, things like that. Um, I, in fact, I asked him about that when he was on the show because I was just like, "What? I mean, what is your reaction to hear that? Because no one should be able to even try. You cannot argue with his record of getting things done in Florida. Mm -hmm. if, if you want to make the argument it's not his time, we can debate that, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. that it's wrong to say someone is just owed, it's their time to take the throne. I think that there are pr primaries for a reason, and we can decide who it is that we want to be our next candidate. But it is really frustrating to see. I mean, he it's almost like he wants to, to like yell and scream on the stage and be like, guys, I'm literally the only one who's actually done these things. There's no, why wouldn't you pick me? I did all of these things. Um, plus, you have his handling of COVID that he can, he can actually tout. Donald Trump still, again, you guys, I know I love Trump too. So please, I can already hear your comments. I love Trump too, but I don't like that he has not taken responsibility. It could be so easy for him because he could say, I trusted Anthony Fauci because I thought that he was a good guy. And it turns out that he bamboozled me. Yeah. He, it, he bamboozled me. He, I, I had to trust the experts just like you. I was, I was thrown for a loop. And he could at least admit that the handling of it can never happen again in this country. Instead, what he's done is try to say how bad DeSantis was right. in Florida. Right. He was Which, terrible like, with lockdowns right. and the vaccine. When it was he who was much worse than DeSantis. Right. Well, and not only that, I mean... I think from a foreign policy standpoint, which obviously is a huge issue in this moment, Donald Trump shown. I mean, we all thought that was the yes. area he was going to be the weakest. Yes. And by far, it was his strength. I mean, the amount of peace that we had mm -hmm. and the, the un, you know, historic agreements that were signed under him unparalleled. Mm -hmm. On the funny part, he was supposed to be the business and economic guy. Yeah. And this was a guy mm -hmm. who spent like a drunken yeah. sailor. Now, yeah. I understand he may not have had you know, Congress with him, but he signed off on it and he did nothing to stop that spending. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the economy is worse under Biden than right. under him, but he did a lot of the things that people who are serious about getting the economy under control wouldn't be doing. And he hasn't come out and said, okay, now that we're here and we're seeing this, here's my economic plan. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that he needs to face as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, but gosh, I just want him on the stage. Yeah. We all do. It's oh, just, we, all do. We, need, we need him. It's yeah. just need, not the yeah. same. It's just not. I know. We'll get into, okay, so after the break, let's get into, um, let's get into some of the other moments. There was a particular attack dog on the stage that was not <laughs> Donald Trump. We can go through that um, after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So for 10 years, it's like a decade, that Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wi wireless provider. And the thing is that 
big mobile companies, if you're using one of the big mobile companies, um, you're actually donating a portion of your money. They're sending that to causes like, uh, you know, places that want to take your gun rights away. Um, just left-leaning causes that you don't particularly want to fund. But what Patriot Mobile is going to do is they're not only going to offer you dependable nationwide coverage, you're going to get the ability to access all three major networks. So you're going to get the same coverage that you've been accustomed to. You're also not going to be funding the left. So you're going to send the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and more because they're going to take a portion of your bill and they're actually going to donate it toward those causes. They have been tremendous in flipping particular school board districts, flipping them from blue to red. They are truly putting their money where their mouth is. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. I'm telling you, go check them out. You can keep your number. You can keep your, your phone or you can upgrade. Do whatever deal you like over at patriotmobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. All right, back to the attack dog at the debate. At the debate. It was not Trump. Sadly, again, please, 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 Mr. President, just for our own pure entertainment, just show up at one, just one of them. I just want, just give us one, please. Carol came and she's like, nothing, nothing about the economy is good. You have nothing to look forward to in 2024. Things are just going to get worse. Is that true? Is that true or false? Uh, I mean, the trajectory is moving in the not as good direction. <laughs> so one might interpret that as, yes, things are likely to get okay. worse. In okay. terms of, if you look at mm. headwinds versus tailwinds, yeah. got a lot more headwinds. Okay, so <laughs> the economy is going to crap, all right? You have a, a bite inflation, okay? We've got a bunch of terrorists coming in through the border. Can we just have one fun thing, <laughs> Donald, please? Um, so Vivek, obviously, Ramaswamy was that attack dog standing in Donald Trump's place. And I want to play Vivek's opening statement. It's a little long, but um, it was, whoo, it was great. He went into, he, he threw swings at Ronna McDaniel. He threw swings at NBC News. He was just throwing swings at everyone just right out the gate. Watch. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. <laughs> and frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt like, media establishment. <laughs> Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. <laughs> Mr. Roger, this is how we get our country back. Oh, no. We need 
credibility because this media rigged the 2016 election. Mm. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why are you... <laughs> It's like everything he's saying I agree with. Mm -hmm. It just does not come off as a serious candidate at all. But don't you think there's a role for that? I mean, yes. I love the fact that you have somebody who has absolutely no intention of being the president who can just come out on TV and air all of our grievances. Mm -hmm. I feel like there needs to be in mm -hmm. every debate, in every time we have any election, there should just be the airing of the grievances candidate where you can submit mm -hmm. all the things that you hate and that person comes out and he says it very eloquently, of by course. the way. He puts it in a very nice package and just, you know, all that frustration that we're feeling, he gets it out. So regardless of what you think of yep. him as a candidate, yep. I just love the role that he's playing. Oh, no, I I, I totally agree. I was like, oh, thank God you said that about Ronna Romney McDaniel. She is mm -hmm. such a loser. All she knows how to do is lose. Um, but it was. I think it was just the way in which he's like, Come on, Rana, come up, come up on stage right now. Chris and Wilker, answer the question. Go. It's just like, hey, moderator, I'm gonna moderate right. you. You, yeah. you talk to. I'm in charge of this debate <laughs> right like, now. All right, you know they're not gonna do that. But it was very refreshing to hear someone, uh, to Carol's point, say what everyone else was thinking for so long. It, it was. It was just too planned. Probably. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah it is. It's one of those things where, okay, I'm gonna pick a spot and I'm gonna nail him with this. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it felt good because NBC should be called out. Uh, for the biased douchebags they are, and and he called them out, which is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I and love Ronna that. McDaniel for brokering a deal with yes. him every time. That's what they do. Absolutely. And losing every single important election yeah. and not being effective in terms of strategy and mm -hmm. getting in on the ground game and making sure that you actually, I'm like I actually have no idea what it is that she does. Right. Can yeah. somebody explain? I mean, I know she's got a title, but this goes back to the, the face versus the execution that we were talking mm -hmm. about before. On the execution front, she's a big zero. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And by the way, again, I'm just trying to call balls and strikes the way that I see them. But we did have an opportunity to have Harmeet Dillon. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. who, who championed Ronna McDaniel? Donald Trump. That is true. I would I would argue that that was that one of the true. greatest reasons that she was back in her she is back in her spot right now yeah. is because he endorsed mm -hmm. her. I don't know why we could have had Harmeet Dillon, who I think would have been instrumental in transforming the she GOP. She would have been mm -hmm. she would have changed the brand on its head. I mean, it would have been so much more effective, and it was just really disappointing to see. You know, sometimes I know people are like he he plays like 4D chess or whatever, and I'm like, it's really difficult to understand some of these decisions. I get it. Sometimes you got to like go along to get along, but it just felt like um, an unforced error um, on his part with that because. There's no 40, there's no 40 chess going on here. There's not even a game of checkers going on here. I don't know what the explanation is, but yeah. this isn't some master strategy. I think, well, you know, I will say this. Trump is very much about loyalty. So maybe yes. it's just like she's she's loyal to me. I'm loyal to her. And that's it. And that's all there is to it. But Which I mean, merit. right. Yes. Well, right. I mean, that that is that's an explanation. Right. But it's like but when all she does is lose. Come on. Um, OK, so I want to I want to play Vivek again. Uh, he wasn't done. 
No, he was just getting started, actually. I want to play him talking about, uh, you know, if you want another, basically he's like, if you want another neocon, I don't, like, I'm not for you, but there are a couple other people here on stage who are, except he said it in, of course, the most derogatory manner possible. Watch. Fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage tonight. There's another line he was waiting to do. Yeah, the in Ron which case, we got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got two of them up here because mm-hmm. that's the that's the new thing now online. One wears like, heels over here. Everyone's in here. I'm the only one that's not wearing heels on this stage. <laughs> that's that's his slogan. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know, man. I I just I think that the does Ron DeSantis wear lifts in his boots is just does, I don't care I don't so care dumb. either who cares I don't so care dumb. either I don't but first of all for the record I don't think he does I don't either but I, don't either, I, I also but don't care. I don't care if he's wearing stilts <laughs> I don't care if he never so stands up frankly he can do the whole thing sitting down <laughs> yeah. as long as he gets it done right the track record speaks for itself yeah but then you just have to wonder I mean I feel like we live in this world so we are looking at the like we're analyzing the statistics and the track record and stuff. I just don't know how much the average American who goes to the polls are going to know that, care about that. It's just so hard to know anymore. I mean, isn't that the fundamental problem with this country is that nobody really cares to do the research. Nobody cares mm-hmm. to be informed. Nobody cares to understand what's happening. Nobody understands cares about when there's inflation, understanding that it's for the stimulus checks that you asked for when we told you, no, it was going to cause inflation. You were going to pay $10,000 a year for the rest of your life for that $1,000. Nobody cares about that information. And then they wonder what happened to them. And just, it's a a rinse and repeat cycle. And until the population says, we are going to care and Mm -hmm. we're going to do something about it, we're going to end up, you know, with whoever has the best soundbite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I want to read, I don't think we have this, but I do want to read, uh, Nikki Haley tweeted out after the debate, Vivek, I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. No, she said that on, during the debate. Oh, did too. she? Yeah, she did. I don't understand it. Oh, you don't? Why are they for ammunition? Yeah, because you can take it out and then and you just can beat him. Yeah, no, I mean that's a, a dangerous. If you get a stiletto, you can only take somebody's eye out. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I will impale you yeah, with my I mean, stiletto. <laughs> Try me. Yeah, I like it. Well, she did get horribly ratioed on on Twitter for what it's worth on that. Okay, so really, so really quickly, <laughs> this is uh, the Daily Mail. They rated their viewers. Told the Daily Mail how they rated the candidates. Um, so there, here we are, Ron DeSantis. 6.6, Nikki Haley, 6.1. Vivek tied Nikki Haley at 6.1. Tim Scott, 5.5. Chris Christie, 4.8. Uh, and these were all out of 10. So, <laughs> out of 10? Yeah. That's a none bad of them, scale. Yeah, That's like none of them scale. did great, apparently. No, and nobody, nobody likes any of these people, I guess, apparently. Uh, you would have liked to have seen, I don't know, a 7, an 8, 
maybe an 8.5. No, everybody hated it, I guess. Uh, so here's another one. Who is best to go up against Donald Trump? 53% Ron DeSantis, 29% Nikki Haley, 18% don't know. <laughs> Which is a pretty high percentage for I have no idea. Uh, and then DeSantis versus Haley, who had the better debate? 56% Ron DeSantis, 35% Nikki Haley, and only 9% don't know. I, I also, I did think it was pretty funny that um, really quickly here, the, I believe it was the Washington Post who, or I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think it was Washington Post, but the mainstream media, all of their ratings were like, Vivek did the worst. Vivek is the biggest loser, probably because he called them out on all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of their BS. He's like, the mainstream media is fake. You you pimped the fake Russian collusion. He like demolished them. And they're like, actually, Vivek had the worst performance ever. Yeah, He's the worst candidate. Don't vote for him. They're scared of him because he and whoever his team are are clearly just like on an IQ level, the smartest. And they're the ones that they're yeah. going to figure out, do all the digging in the dirt. And next time we come out, you know, they're going to be in that hot seat. Yeah. So, you know, it, it wasn't on a, an execution front or anything else. They're worried about themselves for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then one more quick note, Tim Scott revealed his new girlfriend. Dispelling all rumors that may have existed, this is a real relationship. <laughs> That's all there is to it, okay? He didn't pay her. They're in love. Don't think anything else, okay? That was rude of you to think that. Didn't somebody do that with like Rosario Dawson or like some Hollywood candidate I or something? I just said that at lunch. Yeah, yeah it was Cory like Booker. Yeah, like everybody's got, is she Hollywood too, this new girlfriend? Or? She is a, no, she is an interior designer. Oh, well, fantastic. <laughs> yes. So I wish them Mazel. The, Mazel yes, the best to, of to luck. Couple. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more, but uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Qualia Senolytics. So your life goals in your career and beyond, obviously, re they require productivity. But, you know, the aging process is not quite our friend. I wouldn't know this personally or anything when it comes to, I don't know, endless energy and productivity. That is why I have tried Qualia Senolytic. You know, as we age, everyone accumulates these things called senescent cells in their body. And senescent cells cause symptoms of aging. So you could have aches and pains, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle age feeling, which again, I feel really attacked right now that I have to talk about this. Um, they're also known as zombie cells and they're old, worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they're taking up space in your body and nutrients from our healthy cells. So you can try Qualia Senolytic to help you with that, help you resist aging. That's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to stay young for as long as possible. You can do that by going to neurohacker.com news for up to $100 off and use code news at checkout for an additional 15% off. That is neurohacker.com news. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. All right, 
Breaking today, Marjorie Taylor Greene, according to her tweet or her ex post, uh, says, I just filed privileged articles of impeachment on Secretary Mayorkas. Yesterday, two Americans from my district in Dalton, Georgia, were killed in a high-speed head-on collision at the hands of human traffickers Mm -hmm. smuggling illegal aliens into this country. They had five kids who will never get to say goodbye. The utter disregard for American life displayed by Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas can no longer be ignored. The time for more hearings and phases is over. Americans are getting murdered just traveling to see their families. Uh, Lives have been lost forever. Everyone should care. This is not a political issue. That's why I just introduced privileged articles to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. Um, Obviously, you know, she's been on this for a while. Uh, She filed articles of impeachment, I believe, earlier this year on him um, and cited, and Joe Biden as well, citing the fentanyl crisis Mm -hmm. um, coming, all the fentanyl coming across the border, killing record number of Americans. So look, I support this. I hope they do it. I just don't have faith that the Republicans uh, that are currently in power actually care to do anything to solve the problem of all of this horrendous administration. They're not going to. Yeah. No. Um, Republicans have their thumbs up their rectal cavities. And (laughs) um, they just, they never get any of this stuff done. And Democrats did it not only once, but twice with the sitting president. And we can't... We can't seem to get it done here. Now, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene has filed articles of impeachment against every person in office now. (laughs) Um, But uh, bless her heart. I like what she's doing. She's, you know, I know she's got the reputation of being super extreme. I think lately what she's done in the last year, a year and a half has been pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's been pretty darn conservative. And there aren't that many who are willing to stand up for their principles in office. Everybody equivocates. Everybody moderates. Everybody kind of floats to the other side of the aisle so they can go along to get along. She doesn't. And I appreciate that. Well, and I mean, when you look at the crisis at what's happening at the border, I mean, you cannot dispute that this is that the way that he has completely neglected it is mm-hmm. impeachable. Yes, it is. I mean, it's an invasion. Yeah. It's an invasion of our country. And to say anything less wouldn't be doing it justice. And I'm somebody who believes that the one of the keys to happiness in life is separating art from artist. Mm-hmm. So we can separate the person from the things that they're right. doing. Right. And if someone you don't like is doing some good things, you can say, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. I like having some accountability. I just don't think the accountability goes far enough, whether mm-hmm. it's impeachments, whether it's censures. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody gets censured, they get their name written in exactly. a book, and that's it. Like, exactly. no, I want them gone. I, exactly. w- I want something massive to have some massive accountability, and we need that throughout government. Nothing is going to change. There is too much power and too much at stake for them until there is real accountability. So if this is a baby step in that direction, so be it. Mm-hmm. But it needs to get done, and then that needs to be escalated because if people are not accountable, then they're going to do what's best for themselves as politicians Mm -hmm. instead of what's best for the American people. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Okay, before we have to go to break, I do want to switch gears here and play Senator Joe Manchin uh, actually had an announcement this afternoon. Here was his announcement. Watch. After months of deliberation and long conversation with my family, I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. I've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that I will not be running for re-election to the United States Senate. Mm. But what I will be doing is traveling the country and speaking out 
to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. Hmm. See, gauge interest in creating a movement to mobilize, mobilize the, middle the middle and bring Americans together. Mansion in the middle. Isn't that a great <laughs> sitcom that everybody wants to see? <laughs> really missing out on that one. This guy is terrible. He's not <laughs> in the middle. I will never forgive him for what he did when he had the opportunity to stop that spending yeah. that ended up creating so much inflation yeah. and so much pain. He was one of those key people and he caved in on that. Mm -hmm. And no one wants you in the middle, Joe Manchin, because right. that is not a middle position. That is a terrible position. So you go with your family and do whatever you need to do, <laughs> but don't you be coming to my town. Can you imagine how the American people are gonna be fired up over the movement <laughs> oh. to the middle? Oh, oh man, is that gonna excite people? Everyone's just what? been <laughs> Clamoring for that. I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten. Why haven't we moved to the middle? <laughs> why why aren't we going right down the middle of the road? Let's sit on the fence. Can we please? I don't want to go to either side. Let's go right on the fence line. It's asinine. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you take an Oreo cookie and you take the middle, mm -hmm. there's some good stuff that, in that the middle. Fair. That's one that's where there's, yeah. This is that not is. the guy that's getting that movement hyped up. Or no. Andrew Yang, the, by the way. He's not the cream you know, in the middle. No, neither <laughs> the of them. You need, you need, if you're going to have a centrist movement, mm -hmm. you need somebody who is really charismatic to overcome the fact that you are in the middle, right? That's yeah. a tough place to be. I yeah. frankly think there are a lot of people there, but this is not, who's following that guy? You didn't who's, think that was charismatic? That, that's not the guy <laughs> like, you know, if Joe Manchin would just come and lead us you know, to the middle, <laughs> this country would be saved. This is what we have all, thank you, mm -hmm. Joe Manchin. The, the, I mean, come on. The passion people probably have for a Joe Manchin move to right? the middle run. Can you imagine? I, oh, the rallies. Oh, the ones like of people that are going to show up for those rallies? Oh my gosh. I think that's overstating it, but if you want to well, be generous, wife, if you want to be generous, his wife will be there, his kids. Maybe. That's one. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't put any money on that. I'd say 50 50 odds. Straight up. <laughs> oh, so to, okay, I'm gonna, to Carol's point, Joe, just go home and be with mm -hmm. your family. Stop this nonsense. Mm -hmm. You guys take this power. You're in office for 10 billion years and then you want to run for high. No, just go home. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank sponsor of the segment Preborn. So Preborn is, uh, look, Preborn is, is a, um, they put their clinics they're crisis pregnancy clinics. This is so smart. They put them right by where all of these abortion clinics are. Often in the, you know, they're positioned right next to the highest abortion areas next to the abortion clinics themselves. And what they do is they are going to um, welcome these women in to actually see what's on their ultrasound. You know, we talked about uh, the issue of abortion earlier, and one of the left's many tactics that they use is that they lie to these women, and they say, this is just a clump of cells, it's not a person, don't worry, it's just like a parasite in your body, you can eliminate a parasite from your body, and these women don't know what they're doing because they're lied to. But what Preborn does is they offer these women ultrasounds, and they show these women, this is actually a human life inside you, this is your baby. And oftentimes, um, once the mother sees that ultrasound and sees that it is a tiny human that's theirs, they are way more likely to choose 
life. Preborn also offers financial assistance to these women who are so scared. They go in and they're like, I, I don't have any help. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And Preborn offers them that as well. So they're doing really, really amazing, amazing things over there at Preborn. Please consider, if you would, making a gift to empower good and rescue precious souls. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound that will double a baby's chance at life. You can donate securely, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That is pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com slash Sarah. There's no H in that, by the way. It's preborn.com slash Sarah. All right, Kenneth Darlington, a 77-year-old Panamanian-born U.S. citizen, apparently got stuck behind an environmentalist blockade uh, roughly 55 miles west of Panama City. And he went and he tried to, he's like, guys, can you please move? Can you please move? And they wouldn't move. And, um, well, you can just see what happens next. He's calmly walking up. And, um, look, all I'm saying is that these people were given ample opportunity to move. They did not. And um, he pulled out a gun. And he ended up shooting two of them because they were like, what are you going to do? Shoot us? And he's like, do you want to be the first one? And so he ended up shooting and killing two of them. Now, I'm mm. sorry. That is a badass picture. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the casing. Yeah. Fla- yeah. Come on. That's a cool picture. And he, listen, <laughs> any loss of life is tragic, but I'm just saying if they're basically kidnapping, they're holding hostage all of these drivers. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a situation we can all relate to. It reminds me of the, moving, the movie Falling Down, where you had Michael Douglas as mm-hmm. William Defense Foster, who was just trying to get his McDonald's or whatever fast food was, McMuffin, and he wanted breakfast, and they were, sorry, sir, yeah. it's 1032, <laughs> and he pulls out the thing. Like, we've all been pushed to the brink on these things. And the climate activists are getting on our last last yes. nerve here. Yes. The reality is they're not changing hearts and minds. Right. They're not saving the environment. Mm-hmm. They're just being a giant pain in the you know what. Yes. And while violence is never the answer, Sometimes violence is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they're so dumb. You're literally causing more emissions, making these people just sit there and run their engine for no reason. (laughs) It doesn't even make any sense. And there's no way to win a heart and mind when you're doing that to people. No, no. It's such a stupid concept to begin with. Stop it. And they do it. They do it here. They do it in Panama. They're doing it in London. They're doing it all over the world. And they're morons, and mm-hmm. sometimes morons get hurt. Yeah, don't be a moron. Right, get it. out of the road. They do it everywhere. Where they like interrupted Wimbledon. They yeah, go. They throw paints on paintings. Like mm-hmm. they glue this themselves glue. to streets. Yeah, like, this is not the like. Who gave you this strategy? Who's like this? Like, if you wanted to really change someone's mind, get the buy-in and save the environment. Here are a few tactics. None of these. None of these are the tactics. I don't know where they're getting this counsel. Who's Mm -hmm. writing these handbooks? Is it like Krusty the Clown? Like, I don't understand where these are coming from. AOC, maybe, (laughs) I think. (laughs) One of my favorites was um, the the tomato soup that was thrown on the painting that was clearly, like, behind glass. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, like we we just washed the glass off. (laughs) You didn't actually do anything lasting to this painting, which, by the way, was the oil painting was a completely different oil. (laughs) Right. <laughs> what you're talking about, guys. Um, and then meanwhile, they always have these like, you know, 
clothes and accessories and iPhones and all of these things that were made yeah. with all of these materials that they claim they hate so much and they want to go away. And it's like 6,000 derivative products that come from oil <laughs> that you use in your everyday life that you have no idea because right. you're busy gluing yourself <laughs> to the sidewalk because you were the kid that ate paste and then you said, I'm going to take the paste and I'm going to put it on me. I'm going to glue myself to the sidewalk. These kids should be put somewhere else. They should not be released into the general population for <laughs> their own safety so this poor guy doesn't have to have a falling down moment and shoot them <laughs> that's a great point thank you it was it was it was their fault it was their fault <laughs> it was their fault it was their society failed them their teachers failed them everyone who didn't lock them away in a closet when they first showed the signs of eating paste it's everybody's fault it's been a failure and we need somebody to look into this marjorie taylor green maybe you could do something about it maybe you could impeach somebody oh my god all right we gotta take a break we'll be back oh about the economy a little bit, uh, which I feel like we need to do while you're here. But if someone, I don't know, wanted to learn more about this new financial world order and they they just, they had some time to like read, where would they, what, would, what should they do? Where would they go for that? So maybe they want to learn about the new financial world order and they want to learn how to fight back, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't want to just learn about it and then get depressed and crawl under a That's table. That's fair. They, they want jump to jump off a bridge. Right. They, want, yeah. they want to know how to fight back. Um, well, it so happened, Sarah, that I wrote a book earlier this really? year. I know it's a shock to everybody. Um, <laughs> Instant New York Times bestseller, by the way. They added that to the new print run, which wow. is very exciting, yes. Uh, called You Will Own Nothing. Which, as I always say, this is not what I wish for you. This is what the elite yes. wish for you. I want you to own everything. But you have to know what their plans are and what's mm -hmm. happening in every realm from central bank digital currencies to social credit to Wall Street coming and competing with families for homes to higher education, what's doing to people's balance sheets to this upcoming wealth heist that's going to happen with mm -hmm. all of the money that's sitting uh, in inheritances and people's 401ks and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, you will own nothing. Where can they get it? Wherever fine books are sold. Perfect. Yeah. So make sure to pick it up. It really is amazing. Carol, we love having you. You are of course, one of the smartest people I know, so I appreciate you. Thank you, Pat, for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.